Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. And Ryan, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, Amir? What's the weather in Colombia right now? You got to tell the me. The weather is a well, like this is the truth about Colombia. It's springtime okay. all the time. It's called the internal spring. It's sixty-five degrees to eighty-two every day, all year round. But when it rains, it rains, and it's been oh. raining lately. So it's like okay, one of those then. places where like it's sunny and you're like in heaven and then it's raining and you're like, it sucks. But I guess that's kind of everywhere it rains. That's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, I was in New Zealand for uh, for like six months or so and that's the weather there. It's just like perfect temperature, but you never know what you're going to get. It could be snowing. It could be sunny. So I get it. The reason but, why it's like that because people don't realize it, it, it's because we're very close to the equator, right? Sometimes people are like, oh, it's like the Caribbean. I'm like, no, dude, I don't know if you know a map, but we're much closer to the equator than the Caribbean. But it's 5,000 feet up in the in the valley, and then it's 7,000 feet up. So you have like, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but every 1,000 feet in elevation is the equivalent in temperature of being 500 miles north of the equator. I'm doing my little science speech now. Really? So it's like this perfect blend. That. Yeah. And Bogota, which is the capital city, is like cold and rainy, like New York City, because it's 8,000 feet up. But that's a whole different story. Um, but to those listening, I've met Ryan recently. We met yesterday. We started chatting. We had a lot in common because we both ran agencies at some point. He runs an agency, so it was easy for us to just connect. Uh, and before we started this podcast, I spent the last 15 minutes selling him on Medellin and why he should move here. <laughs> so that's going to be... That's gonna that's gonna be a follow up on uh, trying to get Ryan here, so we can build not only a marketplace community, but actually get the agencies closer together. Um, but that will be for a whole different episode. So, you know, Ryan, a lot of the listeners that that are are, are checking in on this show, they are companies, leaders, sales leaders that have tried working with sales agencies before, and and they failed, and they were the victim of losing five thousand dollars, but their company's worth twenty million. We already heard that before, or they're <laughs> Or they're about to outsource, or they hired a North Shore sales company, and then two years later, a million dollar deal came in and said they tracked it, realized it was from the agency they fired, right? So, what what I want from this is really to talk about the mistakes people make, so that when they're listening to every agency telling the same thing, potentially the buyers of sales services can be a little bit more prepared, and they can come correct, and then they can know who you help. So that's kind of what we want to get to. But before I get into that, it'd be great to hear a quick introduction about who you are and how you got into this business for those listening. Because sometimes yeah. people listening to want to be SDR agency owners. Got some of those as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, kudos to anyone who wants to choose sales as a profession, especially to every industry out there. Uh, it's, it's certainly a, a hard path, but it's one that I think is so fruitful because you just get to solve problems for essentially the marketplace. And that's what it feels like, you know, like we're a sample of the marketplace. So superhuman prospecting is the name of my company. So we do outsource sales development, but specifically around cold calling and appointment setting is our uh, specialty. So that's our main focus. We're all us based right now. Uh, and you know, have about 15 members for now. For now, and I got I got the pleasure of meeting your partner, Dennis. Right? Yeah. Yes. Dennis is the man. I'm like one thing that stood out to me about you guys. It's very easy to see the companies that the agencies that do good work versus the ones that might not. And it's and a lot of it. It just I got the vibe when I talked to Dennis, where it's like 
you guys care about your customers, you guys care about your reputation, right? And, and that's super important. Um, so I appreciate that. Let's start off right getting into it. What is the top mistake or mistakes that buyers make when searching for an agency, they land on your website, they book a meeting with you. Talk me through it. Yeah, the biggest mistake Don't is be nice. thinking, so thinking that there's no work to do for them. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's the, probably the number one because the thought is a lot of times with services, you know, if I were to go to the auto shop, I'm gonna go drop my car off and I'm gonna be sitting in the lobby reading People Magazine, right? And they're gonna go fix a car and when I get it, I'm gonna be able to drive it. But yeah. with something like this, I mean, you walk, drop your car off, you get out of it and you get underneath the hood with us. And I think that's the biggest lesson. And that, really that's a great that. analogy, man. And, and that's the first time I heard that analogy and, and it's, uh, it's a good one. So if I hear you correctly, the biggest mistake is that they expect an all done for you service and that is the case in some services, but business development is much more complex than that. Yeah, because you're just part of a, a bigger process that they're a part of as well. So we need to be like interlocked. We're the experts in sales development, messaging, strategy, process, targeting. They're the ones that are bringing the product or service knowledge to the table. So we need yep. to soak that in. We need to understand. We have a general sense of different markets, but every single product is different. And so for us to learn that, you know, we need your expertise, but we also need your sales ability to close that deal. Once we pass it off to you, then it's got to go across the finish line. And that's a whole- Well, well your ability to close the deal is everything, right? Everyone's oh, looking yeah. for a return on sales and, and, you know, people are always asking this 15 meeting magic number, which you could talk about and shame all, all we want because it's really weird, but you know, they, they really don't talk about the conversion rates. And if you're converting 15 meetings at 10%, or you get eight that you're converting at 20%, which would you rather have, Ryan? You know, it's it, it's not a trick question, but they never get there. So it's the feedback. Um, so basically, how do you overcome that? And also one thing to add by that, do you, do you also think that not only is it a two, not only are they making a mistake thinking that they can just hire a sales development company to go away, but do, do you find that sometimes they're not changing their messaging or their targeting fast enough based on data and they're more likely to let to let something run out than fire an agency and say oh by the way our targeting we gave you is off we're not going to talk to to be to, to cfos anymore we're going to talk to 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 um finance leaders is that part of it as well because for me you know i know that there's a lot of parts in sales but i feel like there's also decisions to be made that they're sometimes not likely you know they won't make fast enough right well yeah well fortunately part of our process is that we ask to meet with them once a week so that we can review the results weekly and start to get that process going so that we try to instill like that into our process so that we're automatically part of theirs if that makes sense okay. so we're constantly asking them you know and getting feedback from them but at some point they might just drop off because they might think it's too much work, even after a month of, of asking those questions, right? Because they didn't realize how much work it was. Does that make what sense? What is the right, what is, does, what is the right amount of time for somebody to commit? Let's not even talk contracts here, right? Let's just make pretend that everything's month by month. What should oh. people come in committed to knowing that this is the right time for a program to develop legs. I know it's a trick question because I know I programs are different based on product market fit. Huh? Well, I love this question. 
I love this question because here, well, here's what I say. I think that uh, cold calling works. I say this, we have a belief statement at SHP. It's this cold calling works hundred percent of the time. If two boxes are checked one do people pick up the phone in your industry or your market. And number two, do you have a product or service that people want or need? The, the final question, the only variable left is, is it going to take one month, six months or more for it to work? And then if, and then does your budget allow for that? Okay. And if we can, but so yeah, that's what, I, that's what I what's say. What's the average? Well, like, what's like, where, where's like this, like, you know, like the, like that, that hill of like, I buy something and then I'm in like this expectation that, but then I'm back. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it, um, yeah. Is there an average? Well, there's a lot of different ways to, to look at this one. It's like, well, how, what's the average length someone stays with us or what, what is it until they start getting ROI? I mean, that's such a loaded question that I don't, I'm actually just not going to answer it because well, I, no, I, I, I was anyone. focusing more on, I, I'm focusing down on neither would they stay on you, neither do they get an ROI more. Where do they start seeing the work where they're like, because obviously you have an ROI on it. If you, if you have a 12 month sales cycle and you, and, and you have a million dollar sale, right? You need one sale, right? It, it's not going to be month one, two, three, four, yeah. but there's a certain point where people are like, they're, 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 they're fearful. Right. And there's a part where they're like, okay, I can see that everything's being done professionally. And that if I wasn't working with this agency, there's nothing I would do differently. Like, that's what I mean. Right. Like, it's more like, they're doing all the right things that I would do anyways. Is that a certain point? Because I'll answer it. I have I I feel like it's month four. I feel like month four to six is where like people start really, really, really seeing all of the changes in the text, the responses, the thing. Um, so it was it definitely wasn't a loaded question, and oh, I, I didn't see. want to come out that well, come out that way. It's so crazy though for us because we have so many campaigns that start amazing right off the rip like just appointments are just flowing in you know uh and but then like month four it starts to go down and we're like wait wait what like what happened well that specific market or target that they're going after maybe is like starting to starting to squeeze everything out of that for the time being so like switching and shifting to something else might be the question and you might have a couple down months before you get that you know that that uh peak again you know, does that make yeah, sense? I'm I like, it's, I think it's that's so a good everywhere. point. It's so everywhere. Well, no, I think that's like the low hanging fruit thing, right? Like, if yeah. you're going to go out yes. and you're going to go pick a tree, it's like, and then you got to dig a little deeper, right? Basically. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it, it's like, so that's it's always like hard. that. No, I, I think yeah. it's always like that, right? And I think that anybody listening to the show should understand that it's like that, right? It, it, you know, I think for me, what I think, what I, what I, well, I want people listening to this is understand that your math is not going to change because an agency is going to going to be there, right? Like if you're going to tell an agency and you're going to be like, Ryan, we have a nine month sales cycle, right? We need two deals to go ROI. Like don't change and all of a sudden expect a six month or a, a deal to close in six months. Cause I feel like sometimes they, they do that, right? It's almost as if they're like, they're like changing how they feel based on an agency versus a, a you know, W2 yeah. in a way. Yeah. There's definitely a different pressure on, and I, I understand there's like a connection, like they're able to give more grace if they feel like they're connected and they're getting more out of it. So they're able to like extend that. But sometimes it's just like the transaction of the, that kind of relationship. They just put more pressure on for some reason. And it's because like, well, you guys are the experts. This isn't what you guys do for a living. This isn't this, you know, 
You know, have you ever had somebody be like, "Hey, Ryan, you guys are awesome. I, I love what you're doing. You're charging X per month, but you guys are so great. I'm going to give you a 10% extra bonus." Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard of people giving us uh, gift cards to send to our SDRs. We do, we have <laughs> that, but they haven't told. They haven't wrote me any extra checks. I want them to. I, I I I say that because you know we live in a world where like if you, you hire talent that you love and that's awesome, you you might give them an extra bonus. But when you hear an agency, they still try to negotiate. You know, which is which is that's which is so true. I have that's very true. I'm gonna start asking. You know what I mean? That's bonus. what I want. And, 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 and I and I and I and I. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you, know, you charge X. I want to pay you more, and I want special treatment, right? Like I think yeah. that is is where buyers should get at if they they should act the same way if you hire talent that's great yeah. and you feel convinced still people the same thing with agency still people just a different yeah. uh, arrangement i have a good feeling that you guys are very good at communicating and that at, at, at you know when you called out that pain point to me it's like we're also fucking really good at making sure that we get these communications and, and getting in that's i'm like transparently like i don't hear i, I don't hear I, we typically hear People from science, this is not coming to us. Hey, try to like. I have not heard anything besides good things from you guys, and it's 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 no wonder. But are there other mistakes that people are making before they're even getting into the we hired you? Is it like what mistakes are they making in the buying process? Because you know, well, you, I'm like you, you you mentioned it, but that's also the ongoing mistake, right? But it's like it's like thinking that we don't need it, but it's the ongoing performance that they're lacking. But what about the actual, the searching, finding, and, and selecting the agency? What uh, mistakes are they making there? So I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Um, mistakes like before they, they jump on with us, choose us, like, hey, I'm just gonna- Yeah, yeah. no, like they're coming at you, and, and, and then they're coming at you and they're being like, oh, what's your price? Like the first thing they ask you is their price, or like they're like looking oh, for- a guarantee yeah, like, like what's like what buying what buying behavior that you see that you're just kind of like you're not like oh i'm not going to close this one you're like man these guys I, like i want these guys to get the best results and the way they're buying they're Understood. just setting it up to no, be one of these I'll, yeah. I'll go with that i'll go with that point about pay by performance um because i think what that does is it makes the process all about the result which is fine but it's a bit of an antiquated thought because you, first of all, you don't pay anyone else like that, you know, but also then what are we really, what kind of relationship are we really having? Well, it's, it's, it's back to that transactional thing again, where it's just like, well, what is, what is a result anyway? Here's a list, call it, or here's what I want you guys to do, go do it. And then, you know, give me these appointments. Well, if there's no like relationship and process and, and integration into the teams, then, you know, we're not going to be able to get those results that, that you want. And we're just going to yeah. get people that are on a call that, you know, agreed to be there. And I think that's the... I'll, I'll give you like 10 more to that. Yeah. I'm like, it's also going against the way they buy because if you do that approach, if somebody, the right person with the right problem is called at the right time and they go to your website and they download a form and they don't buy for eight months and then nine months to come later, is it, whose credit is it, right? Like if... Superhuman did all the work. You're just paying the performance. You're really going against logic because the people hiring you don't buy like that. The people hiring you know that they go to a website first. They behave like like an inbound, right? Like like for me, I believe inbound means I know I got a problem, right? Like I gotta go here. 
Outbound is kind of informing you that you might have a problem to get into an inbound funnel. And people have a choice to say, I got this problem now, I'm gonna become a sales qualified lead or, oh, I didn't know I have the problem, let me learn, right? But like, I, I had a company call me that said, we fired the agency we used to work with. And I said, why? And they were, well, what, we didn't have an ROI. And I go, well, why are you calling me now? And they're like, well, we just got a million dollar deal and we looked up the record and it was an outsourced agency that called them three years ago. So it's like, well, that's how people buy. Yeah. So how can you how can you not measure that, right? And then like if you think about it, exactly. Google, like, Facebook, Twitter, what are they showing you when you do ads? Impressions, clicks, engagements. So it's like they're getting money on that, right? But all of a sudden an SDR agency is like SQL closed, yes or no, and it's in my opinion hurting the company and the agency because the company, when you fire an agency, your pipeline goes down. You have no visibility into clicks and all that stuff, right? It's it's happening. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, you email people, you call people, they go to your website, yeah. right? And then they wait six months to hire someone back. So they don't hit their goals. They lose their best account executives because now he's going to go to Salesforce for a cushy job. And the agency who worked their butt off is no longer with well, you, right? So it's like, for me, I'm adamant about this. Like, you, you, you're gonna be nice about it. Like, I'll tell you right, buyers, you're messing up because you you know how people buy and it doesn't change when you hire an agency. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, and they a lot of times too, there's a misconception that the leads that we generate are like inbounds because that's a lot of times what they're used to. Well, we have a good inbound flow and then, so we're just gonna get more of those, but it's really outbound, which is completely different. You know, and, and our job, we say is to, yeah, it's to help identify a problem, but many times we're just helping them uh, see that this is this type of service that we're calling for or whatever is even out there. And many times we just we have to That's we have to instill belief in them that this is something that could help, and that kind of give coverage to a lot of different wants and needs. You know, so like yeah, if I were to say like, hey, like, do you have a, a need for X Y Z product? A lot of people are just going to say no right off the right off the riff, anyway. So our job is to like educate and inform, which can take longer than someone who already had an issue, already went to your website and is ready, like has their 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 wallet, their credit card ready to buy, and you're just order taking, which is completely different than than this. And that's why, to your point, like three years down the road, you get a million dollar deal, and then they want to find another agency because they thought the agency didn't do good enough three years ago. When really, that's just sometimes the cycle. Or maybe your maybe your salesperson didn't do well enough to chase it down. You know, so it's a commitment. Most likely he didn't do well enough to chase down. You could be nice. I won't be. Most likely he touched it once or twice. Yeah. How many times have you send over leads and have um, an account executive follow up with it two times? Oh, or even just show up to the meeting. You know, many times. 80% of the time, right? Or like no one's on the Zoom meeting. I, even for my inbounds, this is the craziest thing. Even for the inbound calls I take for folks who are interested in Superhuman, I, if they're not there within one minute, like literally one minute, email, text, call, email and then text again to make sure they're there. And it's always oh, like, yeah. oh shoot, it's texting me. Oh shoot, I missed it, I I'll be on in five. Or like, oh man, I forgot about that, even on the inbound. So, you know, imagine that on outbound and people are just waiting on the Zoom meeting. Oh, it looks like they didn't show up. Yeah, they're not They're and, not the same, they're not the same. I, I heard one time a company that, that hired, uh, came to the marketplace, got placed with an agency. They said to me, hey, Amir, this agency is producing 15, call it 10, 15 meetings a month, but our internal team is producing 30, so we're gonna fire that team. And I asked them, I go, tell me more about those 30 meetings the internal team is doing. I peeled back the onion and guess what? They were all companies that filled out the request demo form. 
So they're measuring their internal team calling back inbound leads, request ML, book 30, compared to calling strangers and 10. <laughs> and they're comparing apples to apples. So awful. Well, this stuff happens That's all the time. A, that is the whole problem with sales. Like, I feel like people shouldn't even be qualified to like to measure. Like, you, they shouldn't even be. Yeah, they should pass the oh, test. They pass the test. Even like even listening to like this goes to all sorts of things. Like, we we're thinking even having folks potentially be qualified to listen to recordings. Yeah, you know, like who who says? But which ones? Like, what recording meetings like, or recordings that are SDR set? Cause like we'll, we'll send someone like, this is an yeah. amazing call. They followed the process. The person's interested. And then we, they get the call and they're like, I don't care if the person was interested or not. I don't like that the way that they, they read the script. They didn't say it exactly the way that we would do it. Like if we were, and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, well, then I'm not going to show you these anymore because you have an interested customer who asked for a meeting. If you didn't hear literally asked for a meeting. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I had an agency. I had an agency that was hired to sell a hundred thousand dollar product and um, they wanted meeting 10 meetings a month, one or they're fired. So the agency owner, um, it was actually leading was the agency and, and he, he, he worked his butt off. He ended up making meetings that were qualified, qualified in his friends and family network qualified. The company was so fucking pissed. They were like, he knows these people doesn't count. Two of the deals converted, two of the deals converted. And percentage. I told, I looked at the company and I'm like, let me get this straight. You want 10 meetings. He's making 10 meetings, but because he called people that were qualified that he knows they don't count. I go, that's exactly why you hire people. You hire people for their network. You literally do. So obviously you hire an agency and you get the network and it doesn't call, call, but you hire an employee because they know John and I can Tim and guess the worst part. One of the companies that he sold, uh, the product to with hundred dollars on a product, um, they fired the agency that threw the marketplace and they then hired that agency because they bought the product. And that was the rudest thing oh. I've ever seen. Oh, it's brutal. I was it's like, brutal out there. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Yeah. You know what they're going to do to the other agency? They're the same thing. So it's like, I look at these companies and I'm like, man, you have an ROI. You're getting all these things. And it, to me, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's very adversarial. I feel like, you know, I, I read this, I read this book. I, I can read it over and over again, same site selling. And, and, and I'm reading the book. My, my business changed. I changed from a service company to a marketplace. Right. And all it talks about is how buyers and sellers can beat themselves up out of the results they want. Right. And, mm -hmm. and it's, and it's frustrating to me seeing it because it's a lot of money, right? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money wasted. I've never in my life met an agency owner that was, was high-fiving a win. I know that everybody here is about winning and success. You know what I mean? So it's for me, it's interesting because I'm almost hoping that the SDR function becomes more marketing, which I think it is, and just completely works with agencies because people really should be focusing on junior account executives and account executives and getting your conversion rate from 10 to 30%. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to do everything, yeah, right? It's it's a, it's, a, it's a waste because it's they have to like go from different tasks, different tasks, and the way their their day is designed, which just completely uh, cuts it off from what they could be focusing on, you know. And on oh, they should be focusing on their yeah. product. And the best part is the objection: I don't outsource. You ever heard of that objection? I don't outsource. Uh, I have. Yeah. You ever you ever heard it from a from a software as a service company? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, I have. Uh, uh, I don't the know SaaS specifically. Company? I don't know if I remember who specifically. I've heard it yeah. from SaaS companies, and they don't even realize that software as a service is outsourcing. It is don't build your software in house, pay it as a service. Yeah. 
And then I have leaders of SaaS companies for years. We don't outsource. And I'm like, well, let me get this straight. You're telling companies to outsource their software to you, but you don't outsource. So you fundamentally don't buy how you sell. Right. It's yeah. kind of, and I, they don't even understand, they don't realize that software as a service yeah. is outsourcing. When I think about it, it's like, don't build. And that, what is, what is an outsource agency? You have a team of 10 people, yeah. right? When people hire, call it one SDR or two SDRs, they're supported by a management team, by a writer, by a, by a tech expert, right? It's the same pitch as buying software as a service. It's like, why are you going to buy servers? We got all these people. It's the same business. They don't even know it. I got to write a blog article about this. I got to yeah. educate well, people. That, that, I, I, I will. Every time I talk on a podcast, I think of oh, another blog article. It's crazy ideas. That I have, to, that I have yeah, to write. It's the education. I mean, that's the that's the biggest thing. And folks come in with such a limited education of of what sales development is, what sales is. And and that's and I think that's great that you're you know out here doing this because this is going to help a lot of uh, buying companies. You know, I'm really. Like, I'll be transparent. I'm not even saying it would be nice, but being – Changing the shoes from a service owner to a marketplace owner and talking to people that I know, like I know, give a fuck, that I know, care. And like knowing now that all the, why do you think I'm writing blog articles, man? I was so late. Like it's like motivating for me because I realized that like, you know, you're basically helping companies make millions, save millions, improve their products, right? And then I'm helping agencies go to grow and go to sleep. So it's like, for me, it's super motivating and it's ironic because you know, a guy who used to have 265 SDRs. Now I'm your SDR. Now you got me, Ryan, as your SDR. And 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 flipping into that, now that I am your SDR, tell me who your best customers are. And by best customers, I don't mean your highest gross profit margins and the people you make the most money on. I'm talking about the people who work with you forever because they like you. What do they look like? Is it service? Is it software? And then tell me more about them. And especially if they're listening, I want them yeah, to hear Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a variety. It's really about the the person and their understanding of, of our, our value in their business. And I realize like the more that people re- understand our value, the more that they treat us like a partner and they really, they really treat us with patience or with uh, you know, that relationship that they trust our process. And when they trust that, then, then, then we can be more and more transparent and more and more giving to them because they, they see the value. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, where we see amongst these different products, because one of them right now is a software that is for school districts. Uh, Another one is a home service warranty company. I mean, you couldn't have like those are just two off the top of my head that are completely opposite of one another, you know, and. and Well, your, your, your answer aligns with the mistake people make. Right. So, so your. Your answer aligns with the mistakes because they don't they don't communicate they don't give the touch points right they don't give the they don't they don't they don't know what's involved and then and then your best buyer is somebody who knows what's involved absolutely right yeah they're so so because they trust it's in our it, which is awesome because they trust sense. that we know what we're talking about and I, I, I that's what I mean it's just, I, I already mentioned it with the recordings like we're not going to give you more recordings if you don't understand how to listen to one. So, so I'm going to be sure of everything. And, and it's over the same time that people that know that failure is success, right? Like if you send the right message to the right person at the right time and they're just not into it, maybe the offer is not that valuable. And maybe it's time to say, you know, instead of selling bananas, we got to sell apples, right? Yeah. Or maybe we thought they want apples, but they yeah. don't. They want bananas. Um, I'm going to make a pick. And I know you're not going to like this. Software or services? You can only pick one. Software or services? Just for clients or just anything? What do you just answer it? 
as a buyer, the buyer comes to you, I am a service company, or the buyer comes to you, I'm a software company, you only pick one. You can't leave, you can't, there's no no technical error. You can't get out of this one, Ryan. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say software. Yeah. I'm gonna say it should be software, but I know why you're hesitating. And you're hesitating because you truly wanna help everybody. Oh yeah, but- That's the bottom line. Bottom line. I'll tell you why though, software bottom, is because line. some of our be people don't realize too, some of their best, the, the things that sell the best on calls and outsource sales are ones that are products or services that are unique to the market or, or rare to the market. Because when we actually go out to the marketplace and we talk about this thing that can help, it just- They got an offer got that resonates. resonates. Because it's something fresh. Absolutely. They got an offer that resonates. That's exactly the reason why. And a lot of services, it's like, oh, we sell insurance to people who have insurance and that it's a commodity. commodity and it's like listen i'm good at selling but you realize like grant cardone would have a hard time selling this you know so 100 percent. sorry you know 100 percent. people never talk about they never talk about that but also another reason why it's hard because sometimes services have a lot of high average contract values they have 100k you know so like you know that sometimes service companies one or two deals is good yeah. right and they're happy but they can't really scale but Software companies are great, but let's talk deeper. A software company, if you could pick, series, startup, series A, series B, publicly traded company. Probably the uh, initial, probably the series A, like somewhere somewhere after like minimum vial pro product and they have some kind of investment. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Your best channel, phone, oh, email, phone LinkedIn. Sure. Love that. Anybody listening to this, Super virtuals hits the phones. They Super hit the human. phones. They call Super because prospecting. that is probably Superhuman prospecting. Oh, no, it's all good. Uh, See, look, we got God these dudes right it's, here. It's okay. Superhuman prospecting right there. I can't see it. You didn't send me a shirt. If you sent me a shirt right now, I'll wear it. But the bottom line is, you do got you yeah. guys do call, which is which is awesome. Do you guys ever do you guys ever find that you're switching up? You're, you're emailing people and being like, hey, just call a few messages. Let me know your thing. You're, you're kind of doing omni-channel touches. Like, what's like what's like really What's really working with the calls? Are you using any kind of technology that's giving you guys a head start? So we, what do you guys, so what do you guys got going with, on? With the calls, there's so much data on it now, but what we do is, you know, we have these packages that they can kind of bolt on together because we still do email and LinkedIn like that. But what we'll do is we'll adjust as we go. We'll kind of put our first foot forward, measure to see how that's going. And then based upon those results, we'll make adjustments. Hey, like it looks like people don't love picking up the phone in this industry. Maybe we can swing around with email and we can kind of adjust the levels a little bit, but we typically like start off with a package that has calls in it as kind of like our barometer reading. It's like, okay, what's the, what's like the general like weather out there, you know? And then we can go and, and swing around yeah. from other angles. That's typically what we do. So, it all makes sense to me. What's next for super, what's, what's so next for you guys? The big thing is we have uh, our own sales scripting methodology. It's a cold call methodology called H to H sales scripts. And so we are uh, publishing a book here soon on a cold call methodology. And I'm just saying, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I know there's PDFs, I know there's some out there, but I don't know if there is a book on cold calling that is a complete methodology. And so that pure. Not pure. pure. So that's our next move. Um, and we're training all of our team on it. And so that way, there's one way that we go about calls. And that's our big, big next step there. I'm going to spread Let's your book it, around man. the world, appreciate man. It. <laughs> that's, my, yeah. that's my job. 
I'm going to take a book and I'm going to spread it around the world. I'm going to send it to people. It's fun. I'm, I'm it. back to the good old days. Ryan, this has been a pleasure. I, I like I said before, like like we just got the chance to personally connect, but I've I've heard nothing besides good things, and it's and, and to be transparent, it's very rare to, to hear nothing besides good things from from a sales agency because it's a difficult industry, right? Um, I love the fact that you guys are phone heavy. I like the fact that you guys really want to build long term relationships. So like for me, it's like if you're listening to this, your Series A company, you want a company that's going to be part of your company, act as part of your company. You guys are a good fit for that, right? Like it was it was the first problem you said and it was your best client. And that's good enough because out of all the buyers out there, you stack them all up, there's a percentage of them that are software, percentage of that series A and a percentage of them that want that, right? And they want that and they need to find you and that's it. And then to my final question, where can they find you? They want to reach you. Where was it? Website, TikTok? All those, man. We actually just got, days? we just hired a TikTok person. So I'm trying to figure that out. So you can find us... I need to hire yeah, a TikTok yeah, person it's, too. Uh, it's crazy out there. It's crazy. I don't know how it all works, but it does somehow. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, superheroprospecting.com. <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're on them all. So appreciate you having me.